Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning. Happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We are 22 days away from kickoff in Ireland. Can you taste the Guinness in your mouth right now? Can I taste the Guinness? Yeah. <laughs> Don't smack your lips, you sicko. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I should have brought a pint for you this morning then. Yeah, no. Start the day off with that. Yeah. I, um, I, I've been thinking about it more. You have to get special plug-in adapters over there they don't have like the kind we have i was talking with that about that last night with somebody regarding they went to ireland and scotland in the past saying you can't just go plug your stuff into the wall right the person had like look for four hotels before they found an actual one with a normal plug-in well you got to find an adapter that needs to do they that. have adapters that's important best buy i'm going best buy okay i've heard target might even be a place you can get them or you have to order them. what do you plug it into you plug the adapter into the, what they have, and then it, it has what we have. Interesting. That makes sense. I wonder what it looks like yeah. in their walls. I got a picture of yeah, it in my phone. Do. I, I, I have a see, photo I on my phone. I need to see that. Yeah, yeah. That's You're important. visual. You're a visual learner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. See I have a photo in my phone. I will show you. Thank you very much. Let's not talk about this. Uh, I, I don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> I hope William didn't hear that. Yeah. I don't don't have any. Before the show started. Yeah, nothing happened to me yesterday that was interesting. I just worked. I just find that these days I work, and then it's 730, and it's like, okay, well, I better start getting ready for the show and then bed. That's it. That's my life. That's a good routine, though. Yeah, that's not bad. You drove by Steve Earle last night, did not go to the I drove by twice. Suburban? I drove by twice. Um, I went out to Shoemakers. I did go out to Shoemakers on the bike. On the hog, yeah. Yeah, and that was, you know, that was sort of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I drove by and saw the tour bus, did you that whole thing. You could have stomped Copperhead Row with all the people there. Yeah, I could have. I definitely could have went in there last night. Hmm. I definitely could have went in there last night. There wasn't a line. I wonder how big the crowd yeah, was. Yeah, I, I would guess there's less regret for this one than Seether, right? That's that one. That one is still regrettable for you. Seeing them there, you had plenty of time a couple years ago to, to get go in the theater. You did. It's pretty regrettable. Both. This one, I think you're okay. <laughs> well, we'll talk about yeah, it as Steve we go Earl. on. We'll, we'll talk about it as we go on. Steve Earl, Copperhead Road, Guitar Town, um, Exodo was his great album. Uh, Exodo was a great album, and Guitar Town was a great album. 
I think those were. Anybody go to Steve Earle last night? Yeah. Anybody go to Steve Earle? Yeah. I'm curious. Is it do we do we have any listeners listening right now that attended the Steve Earle concert last night at the Bourbon Theater in Lincoln? Four zero two. Four six four five six eight five. Let us know if you went, how it was. And yeah, a review would be good. Okay, let's talk about uh, practice. <laughs> of course, Nebraska. Hey, by the way, as a tease regarding practice, oh. seven o'clock today, we will have on these airwaves on this show our friend Jerry Donardo of the Big Ten Network. He was here yesterday with Dave Revson, Howard Griffith, and the guys on the BTN bus tour, which started at Nebraska. Sip. Stop one. Jerry tweeted this. Uh, This is Jerry's first tweet, I think, of the day yesterday. Jerry DiNardo, Nebraska stop one, really good practice. Uh, Number seven, it was their seventh practice of preseason camp. He says this, certainly a roster that will match up talent-wise with most of the schedule. Okay, what I'm going to ask him at seven. Okay is, okay, you say match-up talent-wise. Is this, I mean, are, will they exceed some teams talent-wise? Um, and I think it's pretty, I, I don't think it's, who don't they match up with talent-wise? Uh, on the, on the, on the this schedule, Michigan? Well, think about that one, though. I mean, last year, Nebraska played them evenly the entire game, right? It didn't seem like a gross mismatch um, to you, me. You had two studs in Hutchinson and Ojebo that are gone now. And the running back's gone. And the running back's gone. Offensively, it wasn't even that unfair either. I mean, Haskins was good. Hassan Haskins was good. Blake yeah. Corum is still there. <laughs> right. Eric All is still there, the tight end. But they, they weren't, like, unbelievable offensively. No, right? no Nebraska hung in there with Exactly. Them. I don't think I viewed any, that game besides the two defensive ends as any sort of talent mis, mismatch. Okay, it wasn't, the, it wasn't a mismatch, but I wouldn't say Nebraska was on even ground talent-wise with Michigan. That'd be Yeah, but it wasn't, around, it wasn't like, oh, my God, Ohio State, Nebraska. Like, Ohio State's got better talent than Nebraska does. No doubt about that. Michigan was not that level. They beat them. They're the, <laughs> they were the conference champions. It wasn't the same thing, though. Wasn't the same. I'll tell you what, Jake. I mean, these get to be complex conversations. Football's that way. The bottom line is Michigan had OJ, Bowen Hutchinson, and Hassan Haskins, and Nebraska didn't. They did. Okay. So they're, they didn't match up necessarily with them. Okay, let's move on. Well, unless you want to. Oklahoma, they match I don't up. know what Oklahoma has for, you know, in terms yeah. of. Last year they looked like the same talented teams, though, right? I know. I wouldn't say that. How, no. how, how I thought much, Oklahoma had an edge. Like a big edge or a small edge? It was smaller than I anticipated. Well, same here. Right. I thought it would be a bigger edge, but when the game, when the game was played, it didn't seem like that big of an edge. There was a – see, that game is informative in my – it was to me because it was Nebraska's fourth game. Remember, the Illinois game is still in your mind, right, in, when you go to Oklahoma. Yes. And but in the second quarter, I remember this moment that I turned to the guys, Parker Gabriel, <coughs> Parker Gabriel, and excuse me, and um, Chris Baznet, and it was a it was a striking moment for me during the season because it because it hit me. Nebraska's not they're 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 in this game for the long haul. They're playing a top I don't know, top ten team. 
at that time, Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. They're playing a top ten team, and the top ten teams on its home field, and it doesn't look much better than Nebraska. <laughs> no, the offense was not clicking for Oklahoma. The defense was solid, but not unbelievable. I kept saying Nebraska's not bad. No, they're I, not I'm bad. That, that was everybody's thought, wasn't it, for yeah. that game? Yeah. I was like, Nebraska's pretty good right now. They're good. I think there's always the fear of a blowout when you go to Norman, but that was never in play. This is where our guys, our our regulars, they well anybody. This is where anybody would say. Yeah, and then they finished three and nine. Yeah. So that's an indictment on the coaching staff. Ah, uh, unfortunately, in in some ways that is right. They've got, but Frost always says Scott Frost, the head coach, always says that we're close. You know, we're close, and now it's time to get over the hump. Could you could you argue with him that they're close even when they're three and nine? This gets very complicated discussion. How's three and nine? That's why last year was so confusing. Yeah, it's weird because the record nowhere matched up with what the team looked like on the field. Now they had some clunkers. Illinois, Purdue were clunkers of performances, but the games they lost to better teams, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, you know, Wisconsin, those were good football games. They were genuinely good football games that you just could not came up short, close, or you couldn't keep the lead against Iowa when you had a big lead. Right. Double-digit lead. And lost it. Yeah, you're playing with good teams. Yeah. You're not getting whooped. Uh, Dave Revson tweeted. Dave Revson is, I, I don't know, the host. Yes, he's the host. And he's a great dude, and he's a very astute. He, he tweeted, thought Casey Thompson looked solid, solid today. Abundantly clear mm. he is the leader at QB, though Chubba Purdy also had a nice day, showing an ability to extend plays a bit. Well, I would, if I were Casey Thompson, I'd say, well, well I, you can know I what? I can do that too. Yeah. So, abundantly clear, he is the leader at QB. Just kind of affirming things we know, yep. right? Yep. Um, I'd, I'm still interested if Chuba can make any kind of move here. It seems like Whipple gives so much weight to Casey's experience at Texas that Casey's lead is almost insurmountable, barring a huge letdown by Casey. Right. So Casey could a let down. Against Northwestern or something. Or, yeah, or yeah. Right before, right before the game, if he starts. No. If he gets two weeks in and he's a starter, he's, he's a, a starter. Star. Okay, yeah. well, then. you no, got to make a move here. Okay, then, uh, then a horrible performance in the game one, if you, if you have to make a move already game two. Well, no, what ne- would need to happen, if I'm, if I'm Purdy, Jake, I'm saying scrimmage Saturday. Okay. I gotta make. I gotta make some plays. I gotta make some big plays. Make some plays. Now, is it? Do you want to go into it that way? I don't know if that's the mindset. Just take care of the ball, move the team. But in doing so, maybe I can make some big plays. All right, Jerry Denardo. Here's more from Jerry. Uh, Nebraska stop. This is from Twitter. Nebraska stop one. Today reinforced the the season's challenge: better quarterback play, special teams improvement, win the close games, win the matchups equals successful season. Hey, skipped ahead. I thought that was the last one. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Um, better QB play. <laughs> Seems like people are taking that for granted. Jake? <laughs> I don't know if I am. Right. Better QB play. I don't know if I'm taking it for granted. I'm not saying Jerry. I'm not suggesting Jerry DiNardo of the BTN Network is either. The BTN Network? <laughs> The Big Ten Network. Yeah, the Big Ten Network. The BT. You sound like yeah. an old man. Come I on. Do. Come on. Get it together. The, the Twitter there. and the yeah. BTN. <laughs> the Facebook. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Better QB play. I don't know if I take that for granted. Special teams improvement. We'll talk a lot about that as the show goes on. We will. Because Bill Bush, I'll tell you what Bill Bush does a good job of in his appearances. He had an 18-minute appearance in front of the media corps yesterday. You can see why he's a good salesman because he really he's really enthusiastic about smooth. special teams. He's smooth. He's yeah. polished. Yeah, yeah. He 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 gave an opening statement. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, he gave an opening statement. And he um, he he talks very enthusiastically about. Okay, I, I'm going to say his work, but he, I think he would want you to say, I'm enthusiastic about the work that's being done by the coaches and the players. He said the coaches are 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 just busting their asses. That's what he said. Um, and the players, he he went down a long rundown of the position groups and the guy, some of the guys that are really contributing. Okay, so Nebraska stop one. Jerry writes today reinforce the season's challenge: better QB play, special teams improvement, win the close games, right. win the matchups. So with better QB play. <clears throat> and special teams improvement, you could win close games more often. Well, that that's a vital part in doing so. I mean, Nebraska special teams has let them down immensely the last couple of years. They've had some close losses that were partially because of special teams. Yeah, you, not yeah. not fully, but certainly partially. Partially. Did I say anything on this show today? <laughs> we're only twelve minutes in. That would suggest that I've a lack of Omaha awareness. The Vegas Bobcat says. Gemini, have you ever been to Omaha? What did I, did I say something about Omaha? I don't recall. What are you talking about, Vegas? Dude, was Omaha brought up in the conversation? I didn't here think though? so. Gemini, have you ever been to Omaha? Anyway, whatever. Today, Let's explain that one. So, better QB play, special teams improvement, win the close games, win the matchups, successful season. I mean, it sounds simple. But, I mean, those are the things that Nebraska just wasn't good enough at last year, and they went 3-9, but it wasn't a horrible 3-9. It was just a, a painstakingly close so many times, 3-9. and nine. Like, can, Just a couple things away. You can make this conversation easy. Nebraska has enough talent to get to a bowl game as long as they don't screw it up. That's what it is. That's kind of what it was last year to me. But the schedule was the complicator. Now the schedule is manageable. The schedule was the complicator last year. But I thought last year, I said it, if I said it once, I said it a thousand times on this show. My, where I was very critical of Scott was he had the talent to get to a, get his team to a bowl game. It didn't get there. He didn't maximize the team. When the team's talent is not maximized, that's only a coach, that's a coaching issue. Well, and you also mentioned several times, which I agree with on this show this year, is that your your hope is that you see some semblance of normalcy. Oh God, that'd be nice. I, just normal football. Just win the normal games. Like, why do we have to have bizarre things happen you know, all the time? You know what was what what was? I wrote a column in 2017. Parker Parker Gabriel reminds me of this all the time. Remember 2017, what happened to start the season? They played Arkansas State. Yes, yep. Close and game. Arkansas State, you know what Arkansas State was doing? They were driving down the field to tie it. They were? They had the ball at the 11-yard line of Nebraska. Late, late in the game. Yeah, they had the ball. They, they kicked a freaking onside kick and got they it. They did. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. And got yeah. it. And here we go. It's the first game of the Riley era, and they're going to lose this son of a buck. Um, mm, wait, 15. 
2015, uh, wasn't BYU the first game of the run? No, of the year? 2017. The first, yeah, that, oh, I'm sorry. The first game of, of the of season. 2017. Yeah, first game okay. of the Diaco era. Yes. How about that? There we go. First game of the Diaco yeah, there era. There we go. And it is, they, Arkansas State. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It, it drives the ball. Well, they get the onside kick. Yep. Complete three passes, 10, 11, 11 here yards. Here they are. And here they are at the 11. In the red zone. Here they are at the 11, throwing the ball to get in. Time runs out. Nebraska escapes. And then what happens? They go to Oregon, yep. and they're down 42 to 14 at, at half. half. Yep. 42 to 14 at halftime. Nothing normal about the start <laughs> no, of the season. No. And then at the end of the game, Nebraska's knocking on the door to win in Oregon. And, it and like I'm interviewing players after the game, and i got to keep reminding myself that they lost. Yeah, they're all jubilant. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, we lost, but they, they, you would never know no, that. No, you wouldn't have known it. Riley was there with all his Oregon friends, smiling, laughing, like having a freaking party. Wait, we lost. Like a, a return party. I'm like... I got and I literally was reminding myself they lost this game. I got to write a column. They lost. They lost. They didn't win. And then, then what happens? They come home, and what? Northern Illinois. And before that game, you know what I wrote? I just want some normalcy. Nothing what this, about that game. What this place needs, I wrote before the Northern Illinois game. You can go back and 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 read it. What this place needs is some normalcy. It just needs a forty-two to fourteen win against Northern Illinois. And then what happened? Didn't Tanner Lee bounce a pass off somebody's helmet? Yeah. And well, there's a, there's a picked-off screen pass yeah. for a touchdown. I think the 10-yard line, right? Nebraska yeah, was it, driving. They threw a screen pass, or yeah. one of the two off the helmet, I forget. But it was returned 90 yards for a score. Yeah. And that was that. And then after the game, Sean Eichhorst is down in the media area telling everybody what a good leader he is, which is a major red flag if yep. a leader's telling you he's a good, he's a good leader, right? Mm-hmm. If a leader has to tell you he's a good leader, then he's not. He's probably in some trouble. So you're one and two with a loss to Northern Illinois. Yeah, there's no normalcy on your home field. Normalcy's dead. You need some normalcy. Frost needs some normalcy. So what's normalcy? It's not really normal going to Dublin, but beating Northwestern soundly and then beating North Dakota and Georgia Southern—that's normalcy. Then, then, then that would be. You need that normalcy going into Oklahoma. It's it's not having some ridiculous turnover margin against you or being negative 10. Yeah. It's it's not having ridiculous penalties at the most ridiculous times. It's not missing your short field goals or or shanking punts or getting punts blocked. Yeah, you got it. All right, we don't we're lapsing into something that doesn't Court. suggest hope. No, we, we no, we do have hope. It's it's because we believe we those hope, things won't happen this we year. We hope for normalcy. Yes. Uh, Corey and Lincoln, regarding Nebraska's talent level, says, Nebraska has never not had enough talent to make a bowl game. Not once in the last 20 years have they not had enough talent to make a bowl game. They could have made one every single year. Ooh, Corey. I, yeah, yeah, Corey. Uh-oh. No. I don't. Yeah, uh-uh. I agree with him. I don't. I you got, Of course you guys do because you get mesmerized by – the scarlet and cream, and you think any player that has that has that on must be pretty good. I was looking. What year? I was looking. No, I was looking at something different. I was looking at. 
that Alamo Bowl team of 03 yeah. and how much better that team was than these well, teams. It's a 10-win team, though. Right? Yeah, ten win team that got the coach yeah, fired. We're talking about six. You were talking about six wins though. God for Corey. I mean, I mean, look at that defense in 03, How much better? Like they didn't. Have, they had guys. They were so much better than it is now. Not arguing that. Uh, arguing the fact that they they had ten, they had at least ten guys. I'm a, I counted eight to ten guys that played in the NFL. Right, and they won ten games. Yeah, it's a good season. They, but we're talking about getting to six wins. Nebraska has had the talent to at least get to six wins. Probably I mean, every year. I mean, you were talking about Stuart Bradley was a third-team defensive end on that team. Or a thir- he was linebacker. No, well, I think they had him at defensive end in that okay. season and then moved him. I think that's the way it went. Um, I mean, they had Trevor Johnson. They had guys you forget about. Trevor Johnson, Trevor Johnson was a great was player. Good. Sure he was, absolutely. Great player. Mm-hmm. Then Brian Bingham. You forget about Ryan Bingham. Barrett Rood. The Bullocks. Fabian Washington. Okay, I just yeah. named six off the top of my head. Right. Yeah, but, but again, 10 wins is different than six. Lakeven Smith the, was on that the, team. The bare minimum was six. Yeah, I know. but they, They've had teams, even the 2017 ah. team, probably could have got to six ah. wins. Poorly coached. Oh, poor uh, poor coaching I mean, decisions this is Bob where, Diaco. This is where you have that thing where you guys, you no, guys, not, you mm. guys, you, you think that Mikhail Wilbon, because he's, he's wearing red, scarlet, and cream, is, a, is the answer. I mean, that's a. I don't, I don't mean to pick on him, but that, that their running back room was not a bold team running back room. No. And I'm not saying – I don't think the receivers were. You'll try to sell me that, those all those guys that are 5'11 and lower, or, or that was a receiver room that could get to a – no. You don't think a receiver room of Stanley and J.D. could make a bowl and it game? Had, it, had, it, had, it had DeMornay, too. That could make a bowl game? Really? I don't know. Look at the teams that are playing in bowls and, sh- and, and, oh, and, look, at, and look at their receiver rooms. Don't just look at Nebraska in a in a in a vacuum. You gotta you gotta go outside and look at what other teams have compared to that. It's better. That's why they're four and eight. You can sit there and cross your arms and <laughs> and and dig in the ground and say, Oh, Nebraska, no, they had the talent. Well listen, I'm saying the six the, wins. You know six what suggests they didn't have the talent? They were four and eight. Right. That's what suggests well, that's a lack of that's a coaching problem too. Coaching and development. Both of them. And scheme probably didn't match up with the guy. It, it, it was just a disaster. They had the guys to be able to win six games. They what? won four. They won three last year. They underachieved. We all know that. Last year's team, would you argue, should you know, have the talent to make a bowl game? Would you argue against that at three and nine? entitled when you do this. I'm not, not entitled. It sounds entitled. Was last year's team good enough to make a bowl game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. At three and nine. Yeah, I thought they were. Right. I thought they had enough. But I thought they were six or seven. I thought it was a six or seven. Okay, team. that's all we're asking for. Six, again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm for? not saying this. You're hearing me saying, Alamo Bowl ten win team. The minimum is six for a bowl game. And actually, Nebraska made it with five wins one time, in 2015, mm-hmm. and won the game. Five and seven got them to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. We're talking the absolute minimum to get there. Nebraska has been capable, as Corey said. Every year the last 20 years. I don't agree with six. that. I don't agree. With, I just flat don't agree. Not 10, I mean, not 9, That sounds six. entitled. It's not entitled. Yeah, it sounds that way because the fact is they didn't, which suggests that they didn't have the talent. So, I don't know. You can, well, how many teams out there have had, have had talent that has been criminally underdeveloped or underutilized? It happens all the time in college football. Okay, uh, Dave Revson writes. Spin out of this, sorry. Dave Revson writes. I'm surprised you're fighting this. But. Lots of options at RB. AJ Allen, a talented newcomer, 
who should be in the mix. It's interesting. A.J. Allen's getting some run. Emmett Johnson gets forgotten. I wouldn't forget Emmett Johnson. I'm not sure why, if there's a good any good reason except for just perception, why A.J. Allen gets more run than Emmett Johnson. Like Emmett Johnson has – or A.J. Allen has become the kind of the buzz of camp from newcomer as far as newcomers go, where I don't know why. I don't know what, what people are basing it on. It, that why is he – he's got four stars by his name. Emmett Johnson has three. Is that the reason? Is that, is that the only reason? Could be. Because nobody sees practice. What's the deal? Um, I wouldn't forget about Emmett Johnson. And I don't for know this, that – For this season. Well, I don't know that – well, I wouldn't forget about him. I wouldn't – I just wouldn't say A.J. Allen's leaps and bounds ahead of Emmett Johnson. I, I just don't understand – I don't get that. But that's fine. I mean, I don't, it's not, not – it's nothing to quibble about. But Emmett Johnson's a good running back as is A.J. Allen. I don't think you're going to need them. I, I just don't think you're, you're going to need those guys. I think you're going to need Ernest Hausman, a, a true freshman. If there's a candidate among the true freshmen to play more than four games, um, it would be Ernest Hausman. Yep. Oh, yeah. And a lot of I think A.J. Allen would be the other one. Uh, can I read a text here real quick? No, because I just contradict myself. But I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I go ahead. Wet Blanket is with us this morning. Mm-hmm. Four six four five six eight five. He says, I want to pull my gray hair out today. <laughs> this normalcy talk is total garbage. <laughs> Nebraska isn't losing games because of some bizarre outside force. They're losing games because they constantly lose the line of scrimmage. They can't execute simple special teams plays and consistently make mistakes in the situational football that wins games. Uh, to be this f- doesn't just change because it can't keep happening. To be fair, I didn't say there was a weird out, outside force. I don't think you did either. I don't think I said those words. I do think Nebraska has created these strange situations or these sort of bizarre Saturdays that were that were just – that's in some ways that don't seem to make sense. Um, I don't know. No, no, we're not suggesting that there's an outside force. Nebraska has been its own worst enemy. That's what I'm saying. And I just contradicted myself. I don't know if you noticed it. I said that if there's two true freshmen who would maybe eclipse the four game, the four game redshirt rule. Um, it would be Allen and Hausman mm-hmm. when I was – it could be Emmett, Emmett Johnson too. But let's just say – let's just say A.J. Allen slash Emmett Johnson and Ernest Hausman. Ernest Hausman, gosh darn. Yeah, you talk about a guy that, that, that this coaching staff really likes. They do. It's Ernest Hausman. Now, he would pl- be playing in a backup role. Um, he'd be playing in a reserve role be- behind Reimer and Henrich. And – and, and, to be fair to the veteran players in that conversation too, Ativa Maga Clements and Garrett Snodgrass, Reimer said Ativa Maga Clements is is had a great camp mm. and has made the most progress. So I wouldn't rule out. Now he's a senior, um, third year in the program after playing at Diablo Valley um, in California. So I'd watch Ativa Maga Clements pretty close. A couple more tweets. From Dave Revson from yesterday after uh, during practice, he put up a video of the offensive line. He says O line will benefit from having Teddy Prohaska back. Very good piece. 
Enjoyed listening to Donovan Raiola teach. Good communicator from Dave Revson. Okay. And last one he says uh, from Dave Revson, aside from the quarterbacks, the transfer who really stood out on the offensive side was Trey Palmer, receiver from LSU. How about that? Versatile player who can clearly make an impact. It's from Dave Revson, who is here with the BTN bus tour. And we'll talk to Jerry DiNardo further about this at 7. You know what I would say? And I wouldn't say this to Trey Palmer. I, I don't think I'd say it to him if I was a coach. Jake, he needs to make an impact. He, he needs to be an impact player. Yeah. Because what, what, who else at that position are you looking at? You have some solid guys. Maybe Marcus Washington's that. He's a field stretcher, and he can make some big pop plays, you know, eye poppers. Garcia Castaneda, may, maybe, but I don't look at him that way. Slot guy. Um, this fan base will always still hope for Omar Manny to make plays. Yes. Omar's and he made big. a couple last year. Xavier Betts would have been would have been big. He would be, he'd be the most talented. Sure. Xavier Betts would be the most talented player on the on the at the receiver position. Um. So yeah, they they need Palmer. They need Palmer to be, to be really good. I, I I want you to take a deep breath. What are you going to ask, Uncle Jerry? Oh, Jerry Denardo. Well, I'm I'm curious. I want to know about both sides of the ball. And see how they look like, but offensively, you know, Dave Revson's high on the quarterbacks. What, what's your question? Well, I'm not. I'm not giving away the question right now. Why? Because I'm gonna. You know, it's not a secret. We're talking to Jerry DiNardo at seven. You hear, can't you, you can hear can't, the question then? Can't you just say a question? Yeah, I'd say. Well, I, I would ask. Do you do you feel that Casey Thompson looks like the no doubt starter? Okay. And if so, what do you like about yeah. it? Yeah. What do you like? Wait. What do you see? Why? Why are you so so high on him? Could Purdy make a move? Right. Is Purdy? Does Purdy? Did Purdy show you enough that that he can make a move? Now Jerry will probably say, "I just saw one practice, guys." Um. So and you and I and you know what? You have to be careful in those in those shoes. Now they won't be able to compare Nebraska to other teams because Nebraska was the first stop. Now if he, on the other hand, if he says that, I'll say, "Yeah, but Jerry, you've been watching Big Ten football for how long? You know what? What?" You you have a pretty good base level knowledge of the talent in, the, in these programs right now. How does Nebraska stack up? To which he could say, "Yeah, but the portal changes everything. The rosters change so much. I got to see these other teams." To which I would say, "Jerry, I would didn't. There's no. I would didn't go to the portal. Um, Wisconsin. I don't. Wisconsin did go to the portal a little bit, and they they were curious about Caleb Williams too. Remember that? Yeah. They were curious. They, they didn't have an NIL <laughs> well, situation. Do you have any money here? No. Oh, okay. Well, I think they could have come up with money, but it would have been unorganized, and that was probably unappealing to Caleb Williams. You know, boy, NIL. Oof. NIL, NIL. That whole volleyball thing was interesting. Yes, it was. Yes, I think, it I was. Think, I think that with NIL, it will always be interesting. Well, it – yeah. Especially at the high end, with the high end players. Yeah. All right, that was a that was a decent discussion. <laughs> yeah, thank you to the tweets from Dave Revson, Jerry Denardo. We'll talk with Jerry ourselves at seven a.m. When we come back, Bill Bush was at the podium after practice yesterday. Who does he believe is the uh, right now the leader in the kick return game? We'll tell you that next. Early break in the ticket.